This is the show. Hey. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Boo. We are doing a radio a podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about. And the home of the Welcome to episode 17 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Oh, 17. James, our podcast is now legal in the state of New York. All right, great. <laughs> Welcome to manhood. Yeah. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> or, or, or something. I'm so stupid. Not at all. Uh, how are you, James? I'm doing well. How are you, guys? I am well also. Thank you. I'm happy to welcome you into my home for this uh, special Two People in the Same Place podcast. There's got to be a better way to say that. Uh, but th- this uh, this mutual podcast, no, that just, just something sounds wrong with that. Um, for, for this podcast, I'm happy to have you he- sitting here next to me physically for this podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me. And of exactly because ordinarily we record, and Gary's such a uh, an electronic genius and, and engineer at heart that I usually just Skype in, and Gary does all the magic here at his base. So now, at least he, being here and watching him do his thing so well, uh, hopefully it'll project a little bit better for a nicer sounding podcast. I mean, I hope so. Let us know either way. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to pause this. You hear that? Yeah. Interference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs, half wits, bunglers, brainless idiots. That was appropriate. <laughs> it's got to be a natural place to pick up. So, how have you been, James? Not bad. Just uh, like we were saying in the last edition of Hit the Deck and going into this one, that the summer weather just jumped on the tri-state area here in, in our part of the world. So just trying to keep as cool as possible. I'm melting. What a <laughs> world. What a world. But we'll try and help everybody else out there in tonight's, uh, or at least this edition's gear bag with trying to keep cool in the heat. All right. So why don't we get started with our starting lineup? Because... That's what you do with the, the starting lineup is starts the game, and or in this case, the podcast. So we're starting the podcast, so we're going to give you the starting, um, starting, starting, sorry. That's okay. Um, and tonight's starting lineup. In goal, I am the American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. And on defense and in this beautiful arena of the McComiskeys, I'm James Sajazi, number four. All right. So, James, would you be so kind as to tell us what's on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to. June is busting out all over. We have officially hit the middle month of the year, and what a month it is. Graduations, the start of summer, Father's Day, and Lord Stanley's Cup final. Training room. 
working on endurance and cardio to improve your game and without a gym, machines, weights, or even a lot of room to do so. Gear Bag, keeping cool in warm and hot summer weather, and the 2016 Stanley Cup Final. Unless you are already a San Jose Sharks fan or a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, for the rest of us whose teams were ousted, who are you rooting for? Big scary fish or birds that can't fly? And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right. So as we have uh, kind of alluded to, it's June. It's hot. It's summer. It's the perfect hockey weather. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's one time that deck hockey may have an advantage over roller and, and definitely ice hockey is that we play all year round and we don't need ice or uh, any particular rink to play in either. Although I think today's game that you and I were scheduled to play was canceled, at least partially due to uh, weather conditions. So that's, you know, a downside. But we'd rather have a healthy bye than, uh, you know, a a heat stroke inducing game. Yeah, exactly. And when we delve into the uh, gear bag portion of the show... Uh, our advice on keeping cool and, and you're right, not uh, collapsing from heat egg exhaustion or anything like that. But anyway, one of the benefits for that is uh, today's game, we usually try and play in the morning or in the evening during the summer because that's traditionally the sun is not as strong and it's cooler or at least the coolest parts of the day. And today we had like a one one thirty start or something. And yeah, one thirty right, start scheduled. Yeah, with the sun beating down on us, and it's really it got way too hot, way too quick. So yeah, and especially for the goalies out there, we love you guys, and, and there's really not much you can do in terms of cool weather gear, right? I can sweat a lot more, right, yeah. <laughs> than usual. Well, that that's it strains credulity that that would even be possible, but yes, I. I it's, I do drink a lot during a game. I drink like two bottles of water during a game. And I, I'm, I'm talk, not talking like two Poland spring bottles. I'm talking like two big water bottles. Right, right. So. Yeah, you, you get your eight glasses in and <laughs> yeah, and then per so. period. Uh-huh. It, it all goes into my clothes. So um, right. uh, we're, we're jumping ahead. Yeah. So June, June, it's June. I don't know. I don't know why I decided to make June so exciting. It's a, hey, it's June. Well, it should be. And and uh, one of the, the things that makes the month so great, mm-hmm. especially all the graduations, like for kindergarten, grade school, high school, college, and uh, growing up, June meant all right. Just uh, there, there's the, the 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 finish line is there. Sure, the uh, end of school is in sight. Absolutely. So finish strong and and. Make sure your teachers are happy and Mm -hmm. enjoy your well-earned summer vacation. Being married to a teacher, I I really want to just kind of hit that point home. Please make sure your teachers are happy because a happy teacher means a happy teacher's husband. Very true. Yeah. And the benefit of summer vacation, as Gary was saying, especially for our great teachers, Jen being at the top of that list, the uh, wonderful Mrs. Mack, and... Yeah, uh, for for dealing with all of these kids all year long, uh, three months off is the minimum uh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, although it's not really, I mean, it's three months, well, like two and a half months without teaching, but it's not really, I mean, they have to clean up their classroom, they have to get ready for the next year, they have to reset their classroom at the next, but believe me, it, it is nice to, well, I'm speaking on behalf of my wife, but it is nice not to have to go in every day. 
during the summer. Yeah, which most of us other schlubs where we're working throughout the whole year, like if we get a week off, it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, and, I live vicariously. Exactly. So that's that's good. You could benefit that. Mm-hmm. But the downside for uh, vacations is that it's a little tougher to play deck hockey because no one's around. Yeah, that's true. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's nice to have time off where you can not have to worry about work and you can enjoy yourself. But it, those of us that are left behind don't... Uh, don't get to have our fun. That's true. So just plan accordingly. Be considerate to your teammates, people. Amen. <laughs> hey, maybe even do a road trip, right? If someone's going upstate or something camping, they yeah, hey, hey. bring your gear up. Sure. <laughs> so what happens in June besides people not being in school, I guess, or not teachers thing? I've lost the thread. That's okay. I'm sorry. But he, no, here's here's the good segue though. You're speaking of your wife and she's a mother and you are a father. So Father's Day is one of the big big highlights of the month of June. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. And since we're talking about it, I just want to interject. I want to my my little girl, my daughter Julia is um graduating quote unquote from kindergarten uh in a few weeks. So I just uh, want to say how proud I am of her and how much I love her and uh what a blessing she is to me. Amen, and uh, I think everybody in the hit the deck world will agree with that, and way to go. Congratulations. All right, sorry, carry on. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, so Father's Day, uh, like for Gary, he's a, a father and, and a great guy, and he loves hockey, so maybe plan in the weekend if you take your dad to a ball game, or or uh, as you are a father as well, if you mm-hmm. take your daughter to a ball game or whatever the case is, but try and schedule maybe a, a hockey day or... A, Deck Hockey Day or even skating or something like that. Father's Day is uh, June 19th for all of you sons of fathers or daughters of fathers out there. So uh, just, you know, you can't say that it snuck up on you. We're giving you fair warning right now. That's right. Yeah, we tried to help you out for Mother's Day. So we're doing the same for Father's Day. So exactly. No excuse. (laughs) A little consideration and appreciation for the people that raised us, everybody. Seriously. Come on. And uh, for me, tying all that in, another important day is uh, St. Anthony's Day is June 13th. Mm -hmm. And my father and my brother, who is also a father, are both named Anthony. And uh, so that's important to me anyway. So So just um, clear this up for me. Yes. Uh, Wasn't the Feast of St. Anthony in March? I know that the, at least St. Anthony of Padua. There's more than one St. Anthony. I probably have to look that up. Okay. But um, for, for our, I'm, I'm Italian of, of Italian descent. Uh-huh. So the reason why my father is named Anthony was my grandfather, when he fought in World War One. I, I believe it would be, right? That would, the math would make sense there. Hey, James here. Just need to offer an apology. First off to Gary, because Gary is the one that edits and uploads the Hit the Deck podcast each and every week for everyone to enjoy. So sorry to add extra work to your plate, Gary, and thank you for all that you do. The reason why I'm apologizing is that I mistakenly said my grandfather fought in World War I. My grandfather fought in World War II. It was World War II. World War I just doesn't make sense. World War Two, Mr. Black. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of St. Joseph's Day. Oh, I'm, there I'm you thinking go. Okay. That's, that's my bad. All right. I don't even say my bad. Why would I say my bad? It's, it's not a thing I say. It's that the, was my error, my mistake, my misfortune to misspeak. 
We could just edit it all out like it never happened. Nah, that would be dishonest. <laughs> the listeners should know that I am incompetent. Not at all, but uh, we do love and appreciate our saints. Hey, quite frankly, if you have a favorite or because it's you're named after a saint mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, it's like having a ho- favorite hockey player. They're all great, so you can't go wrong. Um, I don't know. I've seen some hockey players that maybe not that great. That's true, yeah, especially uh, <laughs> off the ice. They may have their issues, but in terms of saints... You're a saint for a reason, so that, that I guarantee you, you can't go wrong. But, for example, uh, if there are multiple saints with the same name, like for St. James, for example, I mean, there were uh, two apostles named James, and I always felt bad that one of them is referred to as the lesser. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry to, to give everybody a little lecture on Catholicism here, so I'll, I'll get off my soapbox real quick. <laughs> but um, the, the funny thing with James the lesser is I uh, his feast day is, I think, a couple of days after my birthday and things. So. Mm-hmm. And um, since I am a lesser in many things, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> his, his efforts. So, but yeah, with, with St. Anthony, um, my grandfather dedicated, uh, he promised that he would name at least one of his sons. Uh, my uncle John is who unfortunately passed away was my father's older brother. And then uh, my, my dad, and then he has two younger brothers, obviously my uncles. Mm-hmm. And that's why my dad is named Anthony in, in honor of my grandfather's safety. And uh, so my brother's named after my dad. And for confirmation, I took the name Anthony because my legal middle name is Daniel and it's a great name, great saint. And mm-hmm. especially in the old Testament and stuff like that. But um I just wanted to pay homage to my dad, brother, and, and St. Anthony himself. All right. I'll allow it. All right. Thank you. Sure. No problem. CC, uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, the, 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 uh, the Catholic education thing um, after class thing is uh, whatever. Oh, CCD. Yeah, thank you. CCD is now out of session. So yeah, okay. I, I right. Um, <laughs> they don't call it that anymore. They call it something else. Um I think, like so many things with the Catholic Church, it it fell out of fashion because it was deemed to be too secular sounding. So they had to make it something else. But, you know, religious education, what have you. Great. (laughs) Continued to tick off everybody. So Mm -hmm. good for me. All right. Let's get out of here and jump into the training room. (laughs) Okay. Up next on the Say Your Prayers podcast. (laughs) brother <laughs> all right uh yeah so the training room um you uh yeah, go ahead it's your segment okay well it's our segment um the important thing and, and again with the months being much hotter here in the world that we live in the part of the world that we live in gary and i is that uh you need to really work on your endurance and your cardio mm-hmm and one thing that you could do, and the, the cool thing with the, these suggestions is that uh, they're from personal experience because I live in a very small apartment and I don't have a lot of room, so I don't have the ability. I don't, I'm not a member of a gym either. So a lot of this stuff you could go online, YouTube, very help, helpful, and uh, they could show you and explain how to do these exercises properly. Okay, great. So if I don't do a good job in describing them or if you don't understand what a burpee is or whatever, you can easily look that stuff up. And, That's when and, you have too many carbonated beverages and then you <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Sorry. 
and uh, and learn how to do it properly and not injure yourself and benefit from it. But <laughs> for playing hockey, and it doesn't matter if it's deck or roller or ice or even knock hockey, uh, work on that core. Uh, it's very important to have good, strong abs. Um, by no means, I don't. I, I've I've never seen my abs since I was a little boy, so I think they're under the fat and whatnot. But uh, it would benefit your back and um, your capability of shooting properly and keeping your balance, which is extremely important. Yeah, okay, obviously, like Gary says, deck hockey is hockey and sneakers, but you still need to have very good balance when you're playing deck hockey, especially every once in a while if uh, you're in a scrum and you may catch an elbow or someone's pushing you or whatever the case is. You need your good balance to get a proper shot, to pass properly, and to stick handle and run up and down the, the court properly. And the core is supposed to help you do that. And when you work on that, it'll help your endurance and you won't fatigue as easily. So there are a number of things you could do with working the core. And the list of exercises that are coming up will incorporate that. So you don't necessarily just have to go on the floor and do crunches or, or knee lifts and whatever else you do to uh, work on your abs and maybe become a, um, a Calvin Klein model. But uh, for our purposes, just at least be strong enough to play and, and enjoy yourself. So as we said before, an exercise called burpees, which, right, if you're drinking too much carbonated soda, is one thing. But for this, it combines cardio with a push-up, a squat, and a jumping jack. And you could do three sets of ten, and they are pretty intense. Because when you're doing all of that, you're working a majority of your major muscle groups, including your, your lower body and your thighs and your hamstrings, and obviously your upper body a little bit. And most of all, you're working on your heart and uh, your cardio. So you're breathing pretty heavily and, and working hard and getting the blood flowing. When I was in grammar school, I remember we had to do something called squat thrusts. And this sounds very similar. I've, I don't, I've never actually done burpees. I, I'm familiar with the term. But I never actually have done them. And this sounds like the same thing, maybe minus the jumping jack. I don't remember the jumping jack part being a portion being part of the squat thrust. But uh, it was you'd, you'd have to you'd drop down to, into a squat and then put your hands on the ground and kick your feet out for like a, a push-up position. And then bring them back in and jump up and down and squat and kick your feet out, etc. Yeah, actually, it's basically the same exact thing. I just call it a jumping jack, but you're just you're jumping up and like reaching for the sky. Type oh, okay. Yeah, so you're so, not yeah. actually no, doing a jumping jack. Right, yeah, you're not, right. you're not putting your arms out. And you're, oh, so you're, I have done burpees. They, there you All go. Right. So I was like... Why they changed the name, I don't know. I was 10 at the time, but yeah, I've done them. <laughs> or 12, maybe. All right. So, so yeah, so... Continue to do so. <laughs> it might be a little more difficult now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just turned 38, and by all means, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I think just playing hockey has conditioned me a little better. Uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely should exercise more than I do. But uh, it was funny. James and I were talking about playing softball today. And so I pulled out my bat, which uh, was in my closet. And I was just kind of giving it a couple of swings, just... You know, you pull out the bat, you feel like, or maybe that's just me. But, um, and I, I was, I felt it and I said, I remember this being a lot heavier. Did I get stronger? I said to my wife, did I get stronger? She said, I don't know. 
Well, she said, well, obviously the bat didn't change weight. I mean, what if, the true teacher that she is. Yes, honey. You're right. So I'm sorry, James. I didn't mean to uh, derail your exercise conversation. Your, your very serious exercise tips for the listeners with my nonsense. No, not at all. It's, it, it didn't derail anything. And the idea is to make the show entertaining. And not be so dry and dull, so definitely interject the, the fun part of it, because it should be fun. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess the moral of the story here is either I'm a little stronger or my memory is worse than I thought. I'm thinking maybe a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. And there just proves what a wonderful teacher your wife is. But no, you're right. Uh, just from playing hockey... And another important thing, which I didn't even list here, is you just nailed it, and thank you for that, is uh, forearm strength, mm-hmm. uh, especially for, for baseball and, and, and hockey, too. You, you need and things like tennis and golf. A lot of, of those sports rely on good, strong grips to play the sport properly. And hockey, especially you being a goalie, obviously, yeah, you're hanging on to that, that big, bulky stick the yeah. whole game. And Oh, um, definitely, yeah, yeah. That and, and I do prefer a heavy stick because, as I've said before, I, I rely heavily on my poke checks. So right. the heavier the stick, the more likely I'm going to be able to knock it off of somebody else's stick if it comes near me. Because I've played with a, a light, very lightweight plastic bladed stick, and that, that thing has no leverage and, and no weight to it. So if I try and overpower somebody who's trying to shoot the puck by the net, it's very difficult slash impossible with that that particular stick but with my regular stick i can like one hand it i can i knock the basically i can knock their stick away when they're trying to take a wrist shot which there's a a certain a certain power that uh you know i i get a little drunk with power with with my ability to do that it makes me feel almost godlike in my goalie abilities which is obviously very silly but um you know it's it, when when you're in the game, you understand. If you make a really great defensive play, or really, it doesn't even have to be a great defensive play, but just a a good play where you can make somebody else feel helpless. <laughs> I don't know if it's a little bit of Schadenfreude or or what, but uh, or maybe it it speaks to something not that great about my deep down psyche. But uh, that <laughs> I, it empowers me and I enjoy it. Well, that's. A high you you should get from playing a sport well or doing something properly. So it's not necessarily you're not hurting somebody else or at the at the expense of somebody else. It's if you do a like you said you you, you make a great play and you help your team out to victory. By all means, it's that's one of the reasons why we play. I mean, if we didn't have fun and and improve on it, then you should do something else. But one of the reasons why we're talking about. Uh, working on your endurance and your cardio and right with, with your forearm strength is that the better prepared you are and the more experience you get, the hopefully the better you play and you learn how to play the game properly. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, even with, with strong forearms and goal and obviously for forwards and defensemen as well, handling the stick and things like that, especially a lot of times you're, you just have one hand on the stick. Right. So you need to have good, strong, firm grip. And even with your uh, catching glove, right? I mean, you, to open it up and close it, that's uh, that takes some strength too. It's not just yeah. I mean, it's that's I'm. You can't see me. I'm opening and closing my hand, my left hand because that's what I do 
with my catching glove. But yeah, um, that does, I guess, require some amount of grip strength to be able to catch the ball and hang on to it Absolutely. when it's coming at you quickly. But um, I don't know. I guess I just take that for granted because somebody who's casually played baseball all my life, I'm used to that kind of thing with a baseball glove. So eh, I don't know. It's true. But speaking of which, that motion that Gary was making, opening up and closing his hands and expanding your fingers, that's an actual exercise you can do to improve your, your grip strength, believe it or not. Another thing you could do is, I, I remember reading this, I believe it was in Men's Health magazine a number of years ago, because I'm not blessed with good, strong forearms at all, and I always envied Popeye, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, in order to do that, you could just put a rubber band around your fingers and make a fist and then expand that. And do that, I don't know, 25 times or so. And, um, and that could help improve your, your forearm and, and grip strength, believe it or not. Hopefully the rubber band doesn't break because that yeah. would sting. It would. It would, believe me. So, so definitely work on the forearms and, and, and get your strength there. Uh, another thing you could do in terms of cardio is uh, single leg squats. And that's designed to improve your balance. And exactly like what Gary was saying before, you're not using any weights, you're not using any bars, it's just your own natural weight of your body. And instead of going down in a squat position with both legs at the same time, you just try and balance yourself. And you don't have to go all the way down to the ground. It's just like you, you, you flex your knee enough as far as you can go without falling down. Basically, if you can do a 45 degree angle or something, that would be phenomenal. But you just do it on one leg at a time. And um, again, there are uh, websites devoted and, and YouTube clips devoted to those specific exercises and hockey specific exercises, which is where I got the idea from. So you could check those out. Uh, another exercise is called the mountain climber. And that, again, incorporates your core. And what that is, is basically you go into a push up, push up position, but a little upright higher with your legs behind you as far as they can go. And then you just mimic bringing your knees up to your chest and alternating there. And you do that for about a minute at a time. And that could work on your shoulders, your abs, and your legs as well, hmm. and your glutes, your, your lower body and all that. And again, that uh, it's, it's the benefit with these exercises is uh, you could do it in small space and you could do it with not a lot of time because I lack both. My apartment is small and by the time I get home after work, it's late. And I'm tired, and, and the MTA really takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, so. no, that's no joke. Um, if you, the listener, have not had the distinct pleasure of riding in the subway or, or on the bus in sardine can conditions in the sweltering heat, oh, man, you're missing out. That that <laughs> James is absolutely right. That can really sap your strength just standing there. Can, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it can be a rough commute. Yes. So that's all in mind. And, and I'm trying to convince myself of this, too, because there's a lot of times when I'm, I go home, I just I don't want to bother doing anything. Mm -hmm. I have to fix something to eat. And uh, time is, is so rare nowadays, it seems, that the 24 hours isn't enough time to function with everyday life. So just try to keep that in mind and, and, and hopefully help you out out there uh, as well. Uh, another thing you can do is shadow boxing, good old fashioned shadow boxing. The only pitfall to that is besides looking ridiculous <laughs> is, uh, and, and yes, all of these exercises, if you have a spouse or some a roommate, 
try and do it in private because <laughs> you, you really look quite silly. Yeah. And I don't need any other excuse to look even dumber than I already do. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad nobody's filming that when I'm going through my uh, crazy routines. But uh, shadow boxing, if you have the benefit of having a punching bag, it's much better because it's, believe it or not, it's better to hit something to get mm-hmm. resistance from it than just punching through because you can actually um, maybe not really hyperextend your muscles, but it's kind of not that natural. Mm-hmm. So don't go full tilt and pretending like you're Rocky and, and <laughs> really going at it. But the idea behind it is to just get the cardio up and uh, it can even help with your uh, muscle tone and things like that too. So I have Wii Boxing. Does that count? It does. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I remember you really decimated me badly at a, in a Wii Boxing match. You were kind of toying with me. You let me go to the third round, and well, then you just unloaded. Well, you know, a little rope-a-dope, because uh, that's, that's how I, I was going to say that's how I roll. What is wrong with me today? I don't say these things. Are, are we too old to be cool? Is that why? I was never cool. I, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but it's no, not – I don't cool. – no, but the uh, it's it's funny you mentioned about the hyperextending your knee. Um, yeah, I just mentioned or whatever hyperextending yeah. your arms. I just mentioned that uh, the Wii boxing. But a couple weeks ago, I downloaded a game. Um, it's like Mario Super Sluggers or something. It's a baseball game yeah. for the Wii, and you have to make the motions for pitching and for throwing uh, for a. Well, yeah, throwing and for uh, batting. So you don't actually have to go through the – it's not – that particular game anyway isn't sensitive enough to to replicate your motions exactly. And I guess being a Mario game, it's meant for more kids. So it's really – they the tutorial in the game just says like bring your arm out and move it forward. <laughs> so it's like, but you know I'm a I'm a competitive guy, so I really get into it, and I actually hurt my shoulder and my elbow from pitching. <laughs> like for a couple of days, I was ah ah oh like, like oh and and it, it, I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't at all necessary for me to uh, act like I was up on a mound and throwing a 90 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> But of course I did, because that's what I do. Well, that's another great point, but well, that's why pitchers ice down after a game. Uh-huh. It's, it's not another thing that isn't natural, as we said last hit the deck, was uh, ice skating is not a natural thing for a man no. to do, and nor is throwing a baseball. Pitching is not natural at all. We're mm-hmm. not, we shouldn't do that. Like, I guess in evolution, we were able to throw spears and things like that way back when, but... Um, modern man with the uh, rotator cuff and things like that. It's very unnatural to to throw. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just envisioning some caveman lying <laughs> in a cave at some point. And, Who Tommy John? <laughs> oh goodness, the things that go through my head. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tommy John is uh, the kind of it, Tommy John is the type of surgery named after the first pitcher who got it, where they do like a ligament replacement um, for pitchers in baseball when they've uh, <laughs> damaged their. It's uh, since it's a hockey podcast, I I thought I might need to explain that one to non-baseball fans. So, uh, 
<clears throat> anyway. <laughs> any any other training tips, James? <laughs> <clears throat> yes, if you do have the room, good old-fashioned jumping rope still works quite well. It, it's just all around a good cardio workout, and it helps you with eye-hand coordination and getting the heart rate up and getting your endurance up and... It, it, it's 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 really good. It's sometimes the simple things still work best, and that's a prime example. But no doubt, as uh, a great point you made before, speaking of icing down, is that is something you should do, especially when you're playing in the hot weather. Is uh, make sure that you keep as cool as possible, and stretching is just as important too. Before and after you play is uh, something that I need to tell myself to do too, because I, I personally I hate stretching. It's you want to get the game going and it takes time. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it's a pain in the neck, but in the long run, it really helps you. It, it it helps your muscles tremendously, and it helps with recovery. And uh, you're not shocking your muscle because it should your your body should be able to ease into it and then ease out of it. Uh, something intense like deck hockey, because that's how you, uh, you you hurt yourself if you don't. Do that. Sure. Although I will say one benefit to the hot weather is at least for me seems like it takes me a lot less time to get loose and get flexible stretching in the hot weather in the summer than it does during the winter. Now, that stretching might be a little more comfortable <laughs> in terms of, you know, the the uh, external temperature in the cooler weather, but it takes twice as long to do, so I guess it cancels itself out. And maybe it's a little bit of a cheat not going through the full stretching regimen. But it just it doesn't feel necessary. It, you know, my muscles feel loose and ready in less time during the summer because I guess that's just the nature of things. Uh, things tend to stretch out and become more flexible in heat, whereas they tighten up and become less flexible, more rigid in, in the cold. I guess that's just the nature of physics, I guess. That that is true. Yeah, and engineering too, believe it or not, when yeah. people design the uh bridges of New York, like the Brooklyn Bridge mm -hmm. and, and Manhattan Bridge and so on and so forth, Verrazano, is they actually took that information into account because the materials do expand and contract in the weathers. So sure. uh, same thing for, for our bodies and muscles. It is true. You do you can cheat a little bit in this in the summer weather because yeah. you, you are a much looser than you would be in the winter, so that you're not really doing anything wrong there but you're right it is much easier to stretch out and get ready in the warmer weather than it is the colder weather so speaking of the warm weather how do you try and keep cool in that very very hot summer weather yeah like we were saying before uh in our hearts go out to you beautiful wonderful goalies <laughs> is... i don't know if i'd say beautiful well i mean <laughs> let's call a spade a spade here <laughs> There's a reason we wear those masks. You're good, good people, <laughs> nonetheless, and we love you and appreciate you. <laughs> the hunchback of the LIQ. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just ask Jen. She wouldn't have married him if he was hideous. So that's I sometimes question my wife's judgment. I mean, she did decide to marry me, and, you know, I, I love her, but there's, 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 there's got to be some kind of blind spot there, really. Too humble and, and too hard on yourself. Anyhow, uh, and you don't have a face made for radio, by the way, even though we're doing podcasts. So. Not even for radio? No. Oh, man. It should be on TV is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> or movies. Or... 
You have a face made for writing. <laughs> that I do. Yeah. And for no, punching for you, some reason. I meant- Just ask my nephew. He always loves giving me I wasn't me talking about yeah, you. That's fine. So anyway, let's let's move on <laughs> from the self-deprecation. Uh-huh. That, that's uh, one, hard for me. Yeah. One option you can use as a forward or defenseman is instead of using the regular hockey shin guards, which are heavy duty and designed for mostly ice use, is you can switch to soccer shin guards and light knee pads for like softball. You're not nearly as well protected, but uh, much cooler and much lighter, and they do help when a stray stick comes and hits you in the shin or even blocking shots and stuff. And and I'm a defenseman, so I still play the game the same way and and try and block shots and stuff. And that's the benefit of playing deck hockey with a ball as opposed to a puck because I certainly would not be getting in the way of of any pucks with soccer (laughs) shin guards and softball knee pads. Well, I mean, the soccer shin guards are like, uh, you can't see me putting my fingers apart, but they're very tiny. They're not, you know... that's not what they're meant for. So right. uh, while they may be lightweight and cool, you are definitely surrendering some amount of protection with them. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, right. And just let you know that. So don't come after us if you tried it and, and you're black and blue and you can't walk. Although if you do come after us, we probably have an advantage because your legs are damaged <laughs> from wearing the soccer shin guards. So uh, we, sh- we should be able to to run away. Good point. <laughs> Another thing you could do, obviously, is wear shorts instead of roller hockey pants or sweatpants. Mm-hmm. That is considerable. Again, you're not as well protected, but you still have enough protection where you can still play the game well and not suffer from heat stroke from that excuse. You could still wear your regular hockey elbow pads. They, uh, At least for me personally, they're not too bulky. And there are plenty of options out there from heavy-duty NHL quality to uh, elbow pads to, like, knee hockey slash shinny elbow pads where they're not as uh, – or even for rollerblading and things like that. They're just – they're basically designed to keep you from breaking your elbow when you fall down. So they, they could work in, in deck hockey in the summer. Although, again, with uh, the roller hockey, I got a – it was um – I think it was like rollerblade brand pads. I got like a set of of, uh-huh. of uh, knee knee guards and elbow guards and a helmet. I think it all came together, and uh, or maybe the helmet was separate. I don't remember. Uh, regardless, so I got this stuff because I don't. I have rollerblades that I purchased expressly for the purpose of playing hockey in them at some point in the future, but. Well, I skated on roller skates, like the quad wheel roller skates, hours, 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 hundreds of hours spent doing that as a child. I never had rollerblades as a child. So this is something that's new to me. So I I made sure to get all this protective stuff because I knew that I was very unsturdy on this and that the the ground was less forgiving than the ice, you know, for skating. So... I got all this stuff and I was I was practicing skating and I tripped and I fell and I came down on my knee and the, not only did the guard the knee guard break but it like it it broke in such a way that it dug into my knee and I I, I was limping for a few days after that so just be 
cognizant of the fact that those things are not also not designed for heavy impact and they probably aren't as protective as legitimate hockey equipment. Thank you, sir. Very important. Sure. To get that out there. You still could wear your hockey jersey in the uh, hot weather outside. Uh, preferably if it's lightweight would be better. And if it's light colored too, like if it's white or yellow or something as opposed to black or dark blue, because the lighter colors do reflect the uh, the heat better than uh, a darker color, which absorbs it. So another little physics um, mm-hmm. tip for you out there. Uh, lightweight gloves. Uh, I personally use nylon hockey gloves and uh, definitely not um, leather by any chance playing deck hockey outside. Another option is people in the LIQ use these uh, lacrosse gloves, which they are still very well protected, your hands, and lightweight. And they do a good job of, if you if you accidentally get slashed from another player or something like that, they do a good enough job to protect your hand enough where you're not going to break any bones or anything like that. Hopefully no one's really trying to whack at you or anything like that. It's a little bit more um, mm-hmm. civilized than deck hockey. And uh, so that that's why you can use lacrosse gloves by all means. Sweatbands, I recommend, uh, personally for me, I use a uh, sweatband that's a combination sweatband and um, do-rag, for lack of a better term. Uh, I use the same combination in goal. And and it really, well, I'm, I'm bald too, so it helps keep the sun off the top of my head <laughs> from looking like Rudolph, except from the top, the Ru- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I got it. And um, the uh, sweatband keeps the sweat from dripping into your eyes and things. So it's definitely uh, much uh, recommended. And the same thing for your forearms, too. Okay, John Cena. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Do, 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 do. <laughs> exactly right. You could just get the John Cena set. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And you could wave your hand in front of your, of your face and say, you can't see me, and then just stroll in and score. So <laughs> um, the headbands and, and the forearm. Where did that shot come from? <laughs> are definitely uh, much recommended and they they do benefit you and, and help keep you cool and mm-hmm. wipe away your sweat. Speaking of which, the under underwear that you wear is very important. They make a pl- like Under Armour and, and Rawlings and other CCM and other companies, uh, Hespeler, they do manufacture shirts and, and undershorts that keep your body cool by wicking away the sweat from your body and then uh, letting it uh, evaporate on the shirt itself, as opposed to just uh, weighing down the shirt from all of your sweat, like a cotton shirt or something like that. So that's very, and and they're affordable too. So for not much money, you can be, do yourself a big favor and buy uh, the wicking underwear and, and, and shorts. Yeah, I wear an Under Armour shirt every week for just that purpose. In fact, I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. All year long, they, mm-hmm. they, they work and do a very good job. Believe it or not, it, it really makes a difference. Um, speaking of the shorts, is uh, you could use baseball sliding shorts, which you still have the benefit of having a cup, which is extremely important for the guys out there playing deck hockey. Mm-hmm. You get the protection. And the other thing with baseball sliding shorts is that they have padding in them because they, the reason why they're called sliding shorts is that they're designed to uh, protect your thighs from abrasions when you're sliding on the dirt. So the same thing could be applied for deck hockey. And uh, they keep your muscles contracted too, which which helps, like we were saying before, with helps with uh, stretching 
and uh, recovery and, and keeping fatigue down and blood flow for the muscles. So when you're not using your full length, like Gary and I recommended using the shock doctor full length underpants, for lack of a better term, you can use baseball shorts that fit under your shorts and you don't mm. see them and, and everything works out well. So it's pretty cool, literally. Um, yes. And the other thing is that, as we were saying before, one of the reasons why, as the recording of this podcast, our deck hockey game was canceled is that it's very hot and sunny outside, and it's in the middle of the afternoon. So when you do play in the summer, definitely what we usually do is schedule the game early in the morning, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, where the sun isn't really beating down on you yet, mm -hmm. and there's still some shade. And uh, if you can't do that, then, then do as long as there's still enough light. And, and, and if, if even if you have uh, lanterns or something like that, or if you're in a park where they have lighting in it. Lanterns. Yeah. Uh, I can just imagine hanging lanterns around the... You're going to need a lot of them. Or uh, car uh, lights or whatever. But uh -huh. you could do it in the evening, too, uh, playing deck hockey. From, at least in our part of the world, in New York, it doesn't really get too dark until about 8 o'clock or so. So from I'd say from five o'clock on, you can definitely schedule your deck hockey games mm -hmm. in the summer and uh, not really kill yourself too badly. And finally, don't forget the sunscreen. Mm -hmm. It's really a very important piece of quote unquote gear to add to your bag. And it doesn't matter. People who are darker skin say, oh, I don't need sunblock or uh, for me, I'm like Casper. I, I need it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, really, it's nothing to joke around about, and and just it, you don't want to mess with the sun and and get any kind of diseases from from something that is simply avoidable by putting on sunblocker. And 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 that's the other thing too. I understand. I don't like sunblocker, mm -hmm. the way it makes you sweat and feel. The good thing is there are many brands, and even you don't even have to buy name brands anymore uh, if you just go to Dwayne Reed or CVS or such, like you could get their versions of it, is they design sunblocks specifically for sports where you're sweating and sure. it, it's not sticky and you don't even realize you're wearing it. So uh, there's really, and, and there's spray bottles and different options. You don't just have to get the tube and put it on your hands and get it all over the place. You could just spray yourself. You don't miss anything and it's comfortable and it works very well and it's designed for you to be active and sweat and it's not going to evaporate or leave your skin. It's still going to protect you. So definitely. Yeah. And, and don't you goalies try and, and cheap out on this thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm covered from head to toe. I don't need sunblock. I've gotten burned on the back of my neck, yep. my nose yep. and my cheeks where mm -hmm. the sun comes through the cage of the mask. Um, sometimes, uh, part of my wrists where the, the, there's a gap between my Jersey and my glove or my blocker. You need it too. Don't think you don't need it just because you know you're you're mostly covered. It's true. The sun will find you, and and mm -hmm. we've learned that from experience. But I exactly. I, I thought, oh, I, you know, think of the sun as Liam Neeson. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't have any money. What I do have is a very specific set of skills. Skills that will burn you, <laughs> and you will get burned. Yes. Perfect, Gary. Well done. If you put on the sunscreen now, it's over. <laughs> I will not come after you. Yeah, don't challenge the don't challenge the sun or Liam Neeson because you will lose. Mm -hmm. Please heed Gary's advice. Yeah. Speaking of, 
anything you can do to try and be a little cooler with being in gold? <sighs> Not really. I mean, I I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's it's really in goal, it's a matter of what you're willing to trade off. Because, well, I, I have mentioned in very cold weather, I have a couple of layers I can add. It's very difficult to take away layers because at some point, uh, well, really, very quickly, you reach the point where you're sacrificing protection for your comfort. I mean, you're you're already going to have that big, heavy mask on your face, so you're going to retain a lot of heat there. You, you know, you can't you can play without a jersey if you want to, and just have the the chest protector, but you need well, you should have the chest protector because again you've got pucks flying at you and they're going to hit you. You know, even, even the best case scenario, you're going to get hit in, in places, you know, I, I still get black and blue sometimes from where the puck hits me in, um, you know, on the arm or something, or it just, it catches a piece of me that's not protected. And, uh, you know, that's with wearing the Jersey. If you're not wearing a chest protector, your your whole body could potentially be back or your upper whole upper body could be black and blue, depending on the skill of the people you're playing with. Your legs, I'm going to say half to two thirds of your legs are covered by pads on the front. So that's that's the front of your legs. I wear hockey pants because the pads don't cover my entire body. I do get pucks to to the upper legs and, and to my um, thigh areas and, and what have you. And plus, I sometimes I have to dive across. And if I do dive across and I'm sliding on a part that's not my pad, then I'd much rather my pants rip than... Uh, you know, my skin, because mm -hmm. I could easily if I'm not wearing long pants, like if I'm cheaping out and wearing shorts and I wind up sliding on the back of my legs or even just kicking out my leg to make a save, I could very easily tear open a, a gash in my leg. And I would rather not do that or, you know, at best scrape off some skin. So, again, it's a trade off. You know, you, you can sacrifice some protection, but there's. If you're not willing to do that, then there's very little outer layering that you can lose in order to be cool. I think at some point, a goalie who's playing in the summer just has to kind of accept, I'm going to be very hot. I have to make sure I stay hydrated and I have to try and keep cool however I can when uh, you're not in play. Like if that means the whistle blows, you go and find some shade so you're not standing in the sun as much as you need to. Uh, or any more than you need to rather it, it's like again like i said definitely stay hydrated not we're not talking soda or you know syrupy liquids uh water is best but if you need you know those if you're really sweating to the point which in the summer it, it's very likely some of those sports drinks can help because they have the the electrolytes which you know that basically there's i guess salt um a lot of it is 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 just some sodium that it gives you, but you know the important thing is is stay hydrated and and drink smart and 
above all, don't drink alcohol because, uh, you know, if you want to kick back and enjoy a beer or whatever after the game, that's fine. But if you're doing it during the game, that's only going to dehydrate you more. And that's definitely something you don't want because that causes problems real quick. Uh, yeah, just try and be smart and try and tough it out to, you know, as best you can. And if you think you're feeling faint, then stop playing, you know, because your health is more important than the game. Excellent. Right. And just keep that in mind, too. These ideas are just helping or, or, or at least trying to help you have fun and stay healthy and enjoy yourself. But totally, absolutely. You're not being macho if you're going to play in 100 degree weather and the sun's beating down on you. You're not proving anything to anybody. So right. don't think like that. And yes, uh, think of your goalie above all or the goalies when you're playing and you're scheduling a game because they really you have no options basically to to do what a forward or a, or a defenseman can do right in terms of uh, using lighter equipment or, or cooling off. Plus, you're not running back and forth either. You're you're standing there in your crease. So right, you, you got to do. Well, I do. I do admire the skaters in that weather because it's not easy on you either. Because you, like you just said, you are running back and forth. I mean, I'm standing there with the sun beating down on me a lot of times, but I'm still standing there. I mean, not that I, not that I'm not moving around right. and you know, but but I'm not physically running up and down and kind of. I I generate my own body heat and I retain a lot of it through my actions, but you're going to heat up a lot quicker if you're running around than you are if you're just standing. So you guys, you know, you you definitely need that edge of being able to cool yourself off a little bit, a little more than I do. Uh, For me, it's uncomfortable, but it's not as potentially damaging as it would be for for you guys if you're running around like in in a a full full complement of gear. Right. The, the two things about that one, getting back to the stretching point is when you're in goal, uh, it's like softball where you have to do quick bursts mm-hmm. of, of action. And that's what it really comes Absolutely. in handy to be stretched out uh, as best you can. And right. I mean, you could go from seeing all the action on the other side of the rink to making five saves in a row and diving from crease from one side of the crease to the other. and If you're lucky. Yeah, so that, that's uh, something else to keep in mind. And also, if we're running around as, as a forward or a defenseman, at least we're getting the breeze, so we're, we're kind of able to wick the sweat away. And the goalie, he, he, he can't do that. you got to stand and protect that goal. Yeah, And uh, so we definitely feel for you. So definitely, when playing in the summer, exactly, use your brain. Do what we As an example, what we did today, we canceled the game because we didn't want anybody getting in trouble health-wise or whatever the case is because it's supposed to be fun and uh, we're not proving anything to anybody. We're just enjoying ourselves and uh, if you can schedule in the morning or in the evening, do so. So, right, use your brain and um, you should be able to uh, enjoy yourself and be healthy and benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So, finally, the Stanley Cup final is upon us. Yes. so We're in the thick of it now. That's right. Sharks and pens. So, as Gary and I have said many a time, our favorite team in the NHL is the New York Rangers. Indeed. And we have very dear friends whose favorite team is the Islanders, and we know people who are Devil fans as well. So, mm-hmm. Although uh, one goalie who plays with us is a Kings fan. Yes, that's right. And so uh, he views the uh, Sharks as a heated rival. As we view the... Uh, 
the penguins, which is something we can all agree on, Devil, Ranger, and Islander fan. Yeah, yes. Yes, the thing that unites us all is that we hate the penguins. <laughs> so just curious out there, if you want to chime in, and uh, like Gary always does, uh, sh- telling you how to do so, let us know if, if you're rooting for the Sharks or if you're rooting for the Penguins, if you care. Personally, for me, uh, yeah, I guess Mike and I um, don't see eye to eye on, on our NHL teams. <laughs> but uh, I, I would rather see the Sharks win. <laughs> I'm praying for a Sharknado this, uh, in the coming weeks. So yeah, we have uh, we do have rooting interests in the the Stanley Cup Finals, and we just want to see if you guys do too. Uh, wherever part of the country you're listening, or part of the world you're listening to us from, and we appreciate it very much. Let us know. Yes, sir. Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right, time to wrap this thing up. So as James alluded, we would love to hear from you. Uh, please contact us. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail dot com. On Facebook or Instagram at Hit The Deck. And on Twitter, we are at Hit The Deck Pod. So uh, you please feel free. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get a little interaction going. We're still looking for suggestions for a secondary podcast if you want to hear more of us. If you just can't get enough Gary and James but feel like, you know, I'm good on on deck hockey. I I think I'm at a level where I have enough deck hockey in my life where uh, one podcast a week is, is good. But uh, you want to hear us talk about something else? Tell us what you want to hear us talk about because we're still looking for suggestions. And um, we'd like to thank, of course, you, the listener, for listening. We'd like to thank Pops for being the voice of the LIQ. And uh, just an aside, get well, Pops. He's got a little eye thing. So, um, you know, get back out there to, uh, to ref some more games for us. Heal up quick. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music. Thank you to the LIQ as a whole for sound effects. And um, please subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, any number of other places, which are are numerous and varied. So I'm not going to go through them. Uh, What am I forgetting? Anything? No? I'm good? Okay. James, anything you want to contribute, add to interject? Just stay cool out there, everybody. All right. Thank you, James. And in the heat of summer, in, in, in your, your battles, which are no doubt already very hard fought and very emotional, tensions can run especially high in the heat. And when you're in the midst of that, try and, and keep this one thing in your mind. It's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Just a, a skosh, just a little, wee little bit, just a wee little bit. <laughs>